Hey guys, welcome to the Big Blue United Podcast. My name is TJ. I'm here with Dan and Colin. What's up tonight, guys? How y'all feeling? Feeling good. Feeling great. How about you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. I'm in Dan? shambles, dude. I'm shambles. In shambles. What's the matter, Dan? What's the matter? The, this this Chris Rock, Will Smith thing, man. Just <laughs> messing with my noodle. Well, got slapped I mean, the five fingers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was going to make a, a slap joke, and then you, you just jumped you right in. Joke. There's plenty of room. Well, that show slapped. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's it. Uh, yeah, that was pretty interesting. Uh, I, I know Colin watched it live, and then we saw the video, and uh, yeah, I'm just like, I know I said this before we started recording, but if Will Smith had not done anything, then there wouldn't be just any number of offensive memes about him and his wife all over the internet and yeah. everyone talking about it. If he had just sat down and not said anything, no one would have cared or, you know, how many G.I. Jane memes did you see today? It was a lot for me. <laughs> Too many. Yeah. Not exciting. Uh, as usual, guys, follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow BBU Pod Boys with a Z on Twitter. Pigskin Podcast Network at the Pigskin Pod Net. And our sponsor this week is BioSteel. So BioSteel sent us uh, a case of the premix stuff and then some powder that you mix yourself at home. I'm drinking some right now. It's delicious. Look at that. Keeps mm. me hydrated. Um, I have a different sort of angle about BioSteel for me because, you know, I, I work at a bar, right? So I, I do tend to maybe overindulge in adult beverages from time to time. You're, you're a high-performance drinker. Exactly. And I need a high-performance um, hydration to help me out with that. And I have to say, <laughs> I know this is not what the product is intended for, but I can't speak to working out because I don't do it really. So if you need to hydrate before you're going to bed for any reason or in the morning, I, this stuff is like great. It really helps your hangover. It's amazing. Yeah. And, and I'll <laughs> add my angle to this, which is also unconventional. Uh, as a father of two, which I, I say all the time here, my seven-month-old got a, a fever and I immediately got violently ill afterwards. And I chugged BioSteel through the whole thing, and, and it actually really helped me uh, get back on my feet. So another reason to hydrate with with that BioSteel. I, I used my peach mango powder, and it, it was quite delicious, especially when you're trying to get a lot of fluids in you. So um, when you're hungover or violently ill, it's good. I don't know, Colin. How do you, you like to use your BioSteel? Well, I I have to to, to jump on the uh, the avoiding hangover train. Uh, this past weekend, as you both know, uh, a couple weekends a year. A uh, bunch of friends and, and, and I, we go paintballing in Pennsylvania. Amazing time. The partying is great, too, that goes along with the actual gameplay. But I, I brought four of the, the BioSteel um, uh, drinks, and there was only four of us this weekend. And I made everyone drink one before going to bed on Friday night. Let me night. guess, it made a force field around you, and the, the paintballs ricocheted off your BioSteel vortex. Um, honestly, everybody woke up and individually said on their own, I can't believe that I don't have a headache right now. Mm -hmm. And then we went That's out and, and this is a, a true story. We went out and had an, a wonderful day and it was like, the weather was awful and it snowed and it, but everyone felt great. And I actually can thank BioSteel for it. They were ranting and raving about it the rest of the weekend. So they saved us. I mean, high paint, paintballing yeah. is a physical activity. I know when I went with you on your birthday, I, I got hurt and tired the whole time i i would have thought some bow would have been great for that you know, uh, just yes. in general yeah. definitely a rigorous activity when you're not uh you know someone who's moving around a lot 
yeah, yeah. It, it was it was great and you know it's funny like all, all these weekends like we were never really smart about it in the past but now like you know getting older you actually have to think about things like this otherwise you're gonna have a bad time so this just helped and i'm very thankful for it and that was actually yeah. the idea was was from you so I brought it. And, I have uh, one or two good ideas every now and again. Yeah. yeah. So, you guys, but check I, out Biosteel, biosteel.com. Drink the pink. Let's go. Nice. Let's go. I'm going to definitely drink Biosteel once I start working out again when the weather gets nice. I'll, yeah. I'll put it to the test. I finished, the, I finished test. the case like in, in almost immediately. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm doing the powder now. It's delicious. Yeah. I got the um uh the uh the protein powder too that I'm going to start using at, for post workouts. Oh, interesting. You yeah, bulking? So I'll, I'll, yeah. the beach this summer? Well, no, it's just like uh recovery stuff. If if mm. I when I was uh doing some training a couple of months ago, I I just noticed that like my shoulders were just getting shot and I just felt felt like some protein would have helped that. So I wish I had it then, but I'll report back on how it works in the future. Yeah. Maybe we'll have him back uh, one of these weeks. Yeah, that'd be know. great. Um, you guys want to talk about the Giants? Yeah, they're they're making some moves. They're, it's been an interesting kind of uh, couple of weeks here, kind of sneaking up on us. Yeah. Um, do you want to start talking about the couple free agents we signed, or do you want to get into this John Mara presser, which I think is a pretty interesting one to talk about? Lead with that. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Um, so John Mara had a few things to say at his presser about Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Brian Flores. Um, James Bradbury, even. I, I just think it was interesting when he's talking about Jones or just in general, kind of. It's like he thought he was kind of saying the right things, but it, it doesn't sound like he actually believes himself when he's saying that, she, oh, well, this or that. And, and you know, we want to, Daniel Jones hasn't had the opportunity. We want to re sign Daniel Jones. But Shannon Dable, that's their, their decision. I, I, I don't know. That's up to the football guys. Do you actually believe? when he says, is it up to the football guys? Or is this sort of just like John throwing up that smoke screen because he knows this is what the fans want to hear? Dude, he's not throwing up a smoke screen. He, he again, <laughs> Not even, right? Yeah, out, no. out of touch. If he was in the loop with Dable and, and Shane, he would not be talking about it one way or the other, first off. And secondly, like he was talking about how like the league is beginning to realize that quarterback is the most valuable position on that. Great quote. It's big. Be- Maybe you're beginning to realize that, John. Um, I think I think since the dawn of football, we've realized that quarterback um, is the most valuable. It's just like I don't know. You got nothing to say. Don't don't just spew hot air. I mean, I guess it's your team and you do whatever you want, but um, you're not impressing anybody, and you're and you're not showing that you've learned anything or or, or have anything of value to add to the conversation right now. It, it was just a bunch of hot air. He 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 regurgitates the same things that he said about Eli for 14 years, and he's just thinking that if he says it enough into the ether now, yeah, he's manifesting. He'll manifest into the universe. Daniel Jones being a, a uh, serviceable winning quarterback, um, or you know what? Maybe he's he's shrewd in the fact that, or not not shrewd is the the right word, but like smart enough to just think that. All right, I have to get in front of the media. I got to say something. Let me say some vanilla, usual, typical John Mara stuff just to get my assignment done and then let just let it be. Maybe he's just like the face taking it and just and it doesn't care what he's saying at all. As long as the guys who are actually in charge of building a team put it together. 
It just, Who knows? it just bothers me to a degree because, you know, if we want to like go back to like when Gettleman was GM and he was just tipping his hand all the time, telling yeah. people what he was going to do. So yeah. just don't come out here and say anything about any decision-making process involved with this team right now. I don't want anyone to know what the plans are of Shannon Dable. And then if you want to come back, go, oh, well, it's not my decision. Well, you own the team. So you are the figurehead. You're right, Colin. He is out there, you know, saying these things for a reason. When you go and say to say about Saquon Barkley that we're not shopping him, but oh, that's a that's not my decision. Well, what if a team, you know, was gonna pull the trigger? I mean, I don't know. You need that cap space. It's up, it, it should, you know, you want to say these things, but I just don't believe him. Just the yeah. track record is too strong. I, I'd love to believe that it's like some double double move kind of thing where no he's way. just I know, I know, I know. But the reason that I, I I hold out hope that it's a possibility that with this new regime coming in, maybe they actually bring in some some smart PR people that actually tell him what to do in these kind of situations. Probably not, but I'd like to believe that it's possible. Maybe it doesn't yeah. matter. I don't think billionaires I, want to listen to anybody. I think that's really yeah, the problem. Fair. Especially yeah. ones who are, you know, born into this money. Yeah. Blowing a lot of hot air, I feel. Yeah. Um, well, and then another thing he had, we have to bring up uh, is the Brian Flores thing, because he addressed that here. So to recap, Brian Flores is suing the NFL for uh, his apparent and alleged uh, being mistreated or, you know, I don't know how discriminated. to say it. Exactly right. Discriminated against. Thank you, Dan. Um, in terms of being um, hired as a head coach in the NFL. So basically all Mara did was say that he was confident in the Giants hiring process and that I find this hard to believe that <laughs> it's probably disingenuous that nobody in the Giants organization speaks to Bill Belichick, which, you know, you I guess there's not really anything else you're going to say in this situation because why incriminate yourself or put evidence out there that is not necessary? Yeah. Just well, deny, it, deny, it, deny. Actually, that is a bad thing to say because – in all likelihood, someone did speak to Bill Belichick because they're part of one of the 32 teams in the league. And by saying that they didn't, you know, discredits you. Uh, sure. So he doesn't know that. And that's just a, a stupid thing to say. Um, I think saying that, you know, they're confident in their hiring practices is totally fine and what you should say. But other than that, like, no comment, really. Like, this is mm -hmm. an ongoing pending litigation. Just pending trade trading certain players making roster moves pending you know huge lawsuits on, on the team just like have some discretion no one you don't need to say anything dude like you, you hardly say anything most of the time why, why are we saying just trying to put words into the ether right now it, it ties back in with what we were just saying how he's just running his mouth for no reason about you know what it reminds me of team. a kanye west song guys oh right God. kanye west Oh my Can't god. Can't tell me nothing. <laughs> we did uh, one episode. Uh, talking uh, uh, right? I mean, it's <laughs> Wait relevant. Till I yeah, get I my it. money, right? We all know this song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what John Mara probably listens to in the morning. Is that like five episodes in a row? <laughs> no, we, we skipped one. We skipped uh, one. But we <laughs> no, did we, we, four of the four of the last five episodes of mentioned Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> gonna keep it going, baby. I guess. I don't. I don't. I don't want to talk about Kanye. Yeah, I, feel I don't like either. I don't want to talk about him at all. Uh, you don't really I have a choice. Want to talk about Kanye is Pete Davidson. I think. Yeah. <laughs> a choice. It is thrown in your face a lot. I mean, if you go on social media, it's going to yeah. be some stuff in there. Um, but anyway, jumping back into this, um, I you know it's hard to speculate, but I will mention also that there are apparently two 
more coaches being added to the class action, and there will be two more teams named that are not the original three of the Giants, the Broncos, and uh, what was oh the Dolphins, obviously. Yeah, who fired him? All right. Um, Mara also mentioned James Bradbury that they wanted to hang on to him, but obviously the cap situation um, that becomes an issue. Um, so I just want to touch on this. I know it's like a lot of speculation, but apparently I've been reading that he is going to be moved and potentially to Texans, Colts, Chiefs. Um, I haven't seen what the compensation might be like, but that the Giants are very interested in Sauce Gardner. Um, do you guys put any truth behind this or just talk? I, I want to talk about speculation. Spe- Did I say speculation? A, a bit. <laughs> speculation. That sounds like a, a special kind of like TV that came out in 1957. <laughs> <laughs> speculation. speculation. I like it. Um, I, I'll say, uh, before, yeah. Colin, you get into the speculation, but yeah. just again, Mara saying that we basically have to get rid of Bradbury. Something has to be done immediately. Doesn't help our negotiations. No. Uh, whether or not we have three teams bidding against him, which is a good thing. Again, shut up, old man. <laughs> um, I somehow picture him in a Chiefs uniform very easily. I don't Do you know have a why. number in your head. Uh, jersey number. What he's yeah. twenty four now. Twenty one. Mm, I don't know if any. I don't know if anyone's twenty one on that team already, but I feel like someone's twenty four. So he'd be the kind of guy to be like, oh, I don't care what number it is, as long as it's in the twenties, just go for okay. it. Okay. What's is, what's the new rule? Can a cornerback be? Does it still have to be the twenties? Uh, you can be in the twenties. You can also be number five. You you yeah. can be. Oh, okay. You should just pick Tyree Kill's num- old number then. <laughs> uh, I don't know if the teens are are part of that though. Speaking of numbers, Br- no. Brashad Breland is number twenty one. Oh, uh, sorry to burst your bubble. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. I, I feel like he he would go to the Chiefs, especially because the Chiefs Clemson. have been losing bleeding players at an alarming rate over the last couple of weeks. So I feel like they're trying to, you know, stock their, uh, I mean, I guess they got Juju, which is, you know, they, they lost all their wide receivers. So, Oh, and speaking of which, um, Valdez Scantling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, him too, which I was like, what's happening in green Bay. But when I saw that, I was like, Oh, we definitely said he was on the Packers last week, but yeah, I can't keep track of every fourth string wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, Chiefs would be cool. I'm sure that's where yeah. he wants to go. Yeah. Um, and they obviously have a ton of draft picks. We'll talk about the Tyreek Hill trade later, but they have a ton of capital in it. And, you know, I think everybody needs cornerbacks. Do you guys think the Giants are interested in Sauce Gardner? Or is that, I do. Is that, yeah. I mean, you have to be, right? Would you yeah. be mad if, if, if he went at five or, or, or mad at seven? Or, um, I wouldn't be mad because it's an area of need. Yeah. But I, ideally, I still believe that the draft has a lot of quality in, in the, those like day two day two picks and like later so we need more shots so if we can pick up an extra second round pick or third round pick by trading back in the first round uh i'm i'm more for that but he is considered the the premium cornerback him and, and uh stingley okay. i guess um but I, I guess sauce fits the martindale defense a little bit more um but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be upset if we walk out of there with a, a an edge rusher or a tackle and and sauce. Like, I'd be pretty happy with that. Not at all. Yeah, I'd be. I I think a couple of months ago, I'd be upset with that. But I've kind of uh, just reading up on him and and actually seeing some highlights and stuff like that, and 
just seeing his stats like okay yeah that's that's an okay pick right there especially because i mean all these guys coming out of the draft too yeah you give them these these big contracts but it's draft rookie deals you don't have to worry about it for a couple of years cornerback is an expensive position so getting a a starting cornerback in the draft is a great thing to do and then you have you know at least four years of a decent money in the fifth year that's reasonable um and also i've been reading that the jets are really high on him too so it kind of goes both ways for me. If the Jets end up picking him and then that leaves one of the two tackles up on the board at number five, I think the Giants are really happy in that position either way. Absolutely. So you can't really get down on any of that. All right. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like, who will make it to the next round, or who will hit the most three-pointers, then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $5 on any College Hoops team to win, and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Love that. That seems shorter this time. Yeah, you know, it's the same. They, 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 it's the same one, but it's cool. I mean, you guys watching, I know we talked about this last week, but uh, I was sad to see St. Peter's lose. Yeah, but I was overjoyed to see them beat Purdue. Yeah, that was yeah. incredible. That was a great game. That was a great. Everyone at the bar was just eyes glued to the TV, and the whole, everyone's just clapped after the game was over. Yeah, it's the farthest Amazing. thing from a sports bar, you know. So funny. yeah, it's true. You think? Uh, uh, I mean, I love that the the head coach is amazing. He's he's got a lot of lot of attitude and and just he's got a presence. I liked all those those interviews that he had. Do you think that it, it, like they could be decent again next year? I feel like this was a big recruiting platform for them. I think that's all that's all it takes, man. If, it, yeah. if you can yeah. make it in the tourney, I think people want to play for you. But obviously, they're not going to have the facilities and the, you yeah. know, I mean, you, you know, you like the head coach, but he's not, you know, Mike. He's Shester also going to get another job. So, Absolutely. Yeah, oh, good point, man. Yeah. You know, it's like, an interesting one. You know, that, yeah. you know, that North Carolina and Duke never played each other in the tourney. That's so, wild. I, I can't believe that. that. Crazy? I saw that too. Yeah. How does that work? I don't know, man. It's just the seating and, and, and the way it goes. But it's like. Those, how many times have those teams played each other in the regular season? You know, this is the first time. Million. Yeah. I feel like this is like a like a Mike Shashevsky is uh, playing Mortal Kombat, and you know he's on like Goro now. Yeah, he's got to yeah, get yeah. to the end. You know, <laughs> <laughs> who who is the boss in, in original Mortal Kombat? Like uh, Shang Tsung. Yeah, he he morphed into anyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It, uh, the programmers are too lazy to make up a new skill set that you couldn't play, so just put all the characters looking dude and, and just yeah. <laughs> smart. Uh, I miss the I miss old video games. I yeah. remember going to the arcade and and coming across this guy that could really play as Shang Sun, and he could just be anyone at any time. He would just destroy everyone. He was on the on the on the console for hours. At the, Where at was the, this? What arcade was at this? Uh, at a Cross County Indoor Mall in Yonkers. Nice. There's nice. a pizzeria in there, and uh, oh, they had Street Fighter, or they had Street Fighter Two and Mortal Kombat on either side of the entryway. I remember kids used to line their quarters up on the on the monitor screen, and I was like a little kid. I used to get hustled every single time. Um, but yeah, <laughs> like 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 you're playing pool to show your next to you get your quarters out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You literally line it, put them put them up on the screen. Yeah, no, it's really funny. I've never I never saw that in the arcade when I was a kid. 
Yeah, that was that was the best. I remember uh, what was the one in Danbury? Um, uh, uh, big what? warehouse in there with all the an arcade and all that stuff. And I remember when Mortal Kombat Two came out, we made our dad drive us there. And you know, he didn't give a crap. But it was yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. We got, we went. It was cool. I had what a good was time. That place? I got to play his reptile. I was all into playing his reptile. I remember at the time. Mm. Reptiles. Was more reptile of... didn't say anything, right? It was just scorpion. Uh, I, I don't ever remember to be honest. No, no, he, he didn't because he was an actual reptile. He couldn't really. Yeah, speak. yeah, yeah. That's I think that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, you took his people... mask off. He was like a, a a lizard man. There's a lot of yeah. politicians that are lizards and they talk. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's a hard hitting comedy right there. Yeah. God. Um. All right. Free agents resignings. Uh. I wanted. Well, who we got? Max Garcia, interior lineman. Sandro Platzgummer is back. Love it. This is a fun one. Uh, Richard James, kick returner from the 49ers, and Justin Ellis, who was uh, strangely played for the Baltimore Ravens. It's a shocking one to me. And um, he's, na- he's named Jelly. Jelly. Oh, that's right. I saw Jelly. It's a good name. Yeah, that's major, yeah. major pluses right there. That I love name. that. Yeah, huge. Huge for me. I, I, I really need him on this team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, uh, maybe we just start with Garcia. I think it's just kind of going with the trend that we've seen kind of all offseason. It's just... This is what the sixth offensive lineman signer resigned. Someone yeah. who's low priced, experienced. Um, let's see. With with starting starting yeah, uh, he's, experience, he's had fifty two starts in his NFL career. Eleven last year at the Cardinals, uh, mostly at left guard. Um, funnily, funny enough, he was ranked sixty six amongst guards in on PFF. Four sacks, seventeen pressures. Will Hernandez ranked sixtieth, who just signed mm. with the Cardinals. So they basically switched jobs. But mm. I wouldn't think that he necessarily will be a starter um i hope not but if we look at the line just right now you got andrew thomas shane lemu and then feliciano probably competing with garcia for center um glowinski and then right tackle who knows but i think center is kind of the one position that seems a little shaky um that if they do end up drafting a tackle to play right tackle um i mean I think you have to go find a center in the later rounds. You guys, how many how many draft picks are the Giants going to use to address offensive line? You think? I hope at least. If three. you had to guess, three. Yeah, at I think least. three is solid. There, there is there is so much I think potential starter depth in the second, third, fourth, fifth rounds. Um, there's interesting guys, interesting interesting sizes. Um, I think there's a couple guard slash center tweeners that you can get in the third or fourth round and a couple of very, really interesting tackle prospects. Um, just big athletic guys um, also in that same, same region. So depending on how you want to attack it, what you get in the first round, you can throw a lot of the resources um, at these other guys that might not be, you know, on paper starters or stars immediately, but guys that have a lot of tools that on a <laughs> offensive line is depleted as ours could likely get a lot of action or, or a shot to start. Who as a rookie? I, I can't, even though we've done a, a thousand mock drafts, I can't remember his name right now. Who's the um uh, the Notre Dame center that's coming out? That's like in the fourth, fifth round ish. It's like Patterson or something like that. Yeah, I feel like that would be an ideal kind of situation. Speaking of like the later yeah. round, but like you know, could he, be a he, starter. He sort of dropped off the map. I feel like since. Uh, the pro day since, and all that since pro Jared, days. Jared and, Patterson is who he is. Yeah. Patterson, yeah. Whatever happened to Lindeblom? I feel like he's really fallen too. But we all wanted him. Like he'll still well, be in the first round. People are coming down to earth, like actually talking about centers and realizing that they never get drafted within the first fifteen picks. 
I wonder who the how the highest drafted center of all time was. That's an interesting question. I wonder if What's I can look name? it up. Alex sure Mack, maybe. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, but he might have been a center guard. Was it Jeff Fain? Yeah. Or, or AKA Jack Alien Face for, for those, <laughs> uh, those Oneonta people listening? Oh, uh, yeah, Nick Mangold. That's right. They picked oh. a Ferguson, Nick Mangold, but then Ryan Khalil and Alex Mack were the second two. But yeah, that was that was the what best good draft the Jets uh, ever had. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they really the they had cornerstones for offensive line forever. Yeah. Uh, right. For like 10 years at least. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was a great. I'd sign up for that. <laughs> Round one, pick twenty nine. That was a steal, yeah. almost. You could say. Huh. And uh, you know, I mean, DeBrickashaw Ferguson. What a fantastic name, DeBrickashaw. I don't want to do like a Key and Peel sketch here, but um, no, it was like name. one of my favorite NFL names of all time. Yeah, I mean, we were doing we were doing the funny name thing way before that show ever came out. Yeah, should probably you know sue or is it too late? Now I'm Murtaugh. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We did Lethal Weapon 5 as well. Which yeah. is <laughs> so screwed up. If only we were funnier. Could yeah. have uh, made some money off of those. Smarter. And yeah. More organized. Um, I want to go to, to, to Platzcummer because I know Colin is just a huge Platzcummer guy. He, he he had that one play against the Jets in the preseason and everyone loved him. So, But I do want to ask you, because we did mention last week that the running back room is pretty, you know, bereft of, you know, players at a, at a third running back position. Do you guys think he could beat out Brightwell, or is he just a camp body, uh, you know, going to get caught, throw in the practice squad? I mean, I'm surprised they re-signed him, frankly. So I, I feel like it's he does have a shot just for the, the fact that they had the faith in, in actually re-signing him. I figured, you know, he's one of those international pathway guys that – you know, here's your little bit of uh, of of shine, and then you know you'll you'll run 48 yards in a preseason game, and that's going to be it. You're going to go back to Austria and do whatever that you're going to do. But he's he's back. I feel like it's I don't know. I I feel like that whole program is really interesting, and I'm glad they have it because, as you know, in terms of sports of the world, American football doesn't really translate very well. And what better way to kind of get people involved than, than that sort of thing. I mean, I just from reading his story, I had no idea how many leagues were actually in Europe. They play football quite a bit and it's kind of wild. So I hope he sticks. It would be, I mean, he's fast. He's he, if he gets on special teams, I feel like he has a chance, but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe he'll get, he'll get thrown in there as like a random uh, screen pass kind of guy and, you know, take him off real quick gadget. Yeah. Who knows? It's funny that you mentioned that because, like, I think that's the best way to to try and build the fan base in foreign countries. Just yeah. just have you have to have national players from those countries playing in the NFL. Like NFL Europe is all well and good, but you know people like to get behind the national identity. So I think you know, like, say, like when Yao Ming came into the NBA, I bet that the NBA blew up in China. It did, of course, it, it definitely did. did. Yeah, you know, if the NFL wants to, you know, get more of a market share in the sports world in Europe, I think that they should expand this program. I think it's a really good idea. Agreed. Yeah, I think NFL is the easiest sport if you're a pure athlete to transition into. Um, you see it in the States where guys are playing basketball throughout college and then senior year they switch to tight end or, you know, some wide receiver quarterback, offensive lineman, and then all of a sudden they're they're getting drafted. It's it's a sport where if you have raw athletic ability, 
that translates much easier than developing the skill to be an international like soccer star or yeah. you know NBA is huge in Europe but those 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 skills you can't just flip on without a lifetime of practice um yeah. if you're fast and strong you could you can do something in the NFL which is um, odd because it's just such a specific sport and every position has such a different assignment from each other I think that's more opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. The teams are bigger. The positions are are more distinct and, and limited really Um, that you can, if you have those certain skill set, you can find a spot. Uh, I mean, obviously an elite among normal humans skill set, but you can find those people everywhere. Um, Normal humans? interesting. What's that? You find the normal humans anywhere? Or the, or the uh, no, the elite process. humans. Elite humans. Oh, elite yes. humans. Elite humans. <laughs> yeah, if you drink your bio steel, you might become an elite human. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I was hoping we'd find. I was going to find about working out today, but I didn't get any information. But anyway, yeah. um, Richie James, anything to say? I mean, you know, the Giants kind of had a lot of starters. It would seem, you know, returning kicks. So for me, if he's going to jump in there in that position, that's great. Yeah, cool. he, we he, lost. He's... We lost John Ross. So here's a. A fast wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. I mean, yeah, there's, not, like I don't think there's a lot to say about Dorian, these guys, really. Dory yeah. Jackson was returning kick. So, I mean, I think it's good to, you know, keep him yeah. off special teams. And Who I don't knows? know. I feel like it's good to have a guy that is dedicated to kick returning and punt returning. I agree in with general. that. I agree yeah. with that. For sure. Um, then, yeah, we mentioned Jelly. I don't know what to say about it. You know, they need they need bodies on the inside. Cool. Good. You I know, think, he's, a, he's a backup. That's cool. Yeah. All, all these signings are like, Good, fine. Like we can't really do any more, but it still yeah. helps to improve the team because we need depth everywhere. So, um, who's to say like whether or not they're going to be contributors on special teams or practice squad or see real, um, you know, position like offensive defense game time? But it's, it's still, I'm glad they're doing something. <laughs> I mean, it's just funny to see like how different this approach is than the than the previous regime has been. Yeah, I mean, I mean what as opposed to pure neglect. Exactly. How do you feel about how they're actually, you know, kind of taking a year to fix this cap problem before they really start to build this roster the way they want to? I mean, if you look at in Buffalo, you know, they built that roster from the ground up. And then once they got to the point where they were happy about that roster, then they made, you know, the luxury trade for digs to like bring them to, you know, that that next step. And, you know, they're in Super Bowl contention and will be for the foreseeable future as long as Josh Allen stays healthy, I would imagine. So, I mean. Is it is it cool for you guys to just see this as opposed to Gettleman? I mean, I, as a Giants fan, obviously, right? Uh, I mean, I just love the fact that every single deal that they, you know, they're they're pumping out onto the Instagram, all of the actual contract details are veteran minimum, and oh, but fifty two starts and tons of experience doing this. These are the exact kind of players that needed to be brought in five years ago that were never even thought about. It was who's the next uh, Nate Solder I can throw a whole bunch of money at and just cross my fingers and hope it works out like that. That's, that stuff is out the window now. Yeah, I think they're doing sort of the best you can do with what they're given with the zero salary cap and 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 all the contracts that are coming to be paid this year. Um, they're being proactive. They're addressing needs uh, and they're hiring. They're, they're bringing on guys that they know because when you're paying this little, you might go, you might as well go with what you know and what people are capable of. So everyone from the bills and the Ravens um, and coaches past, past histories are, are showing up here. Hopefully they'll be able to contribute a little bit. I don't think you're expecting um, 
many of them to be, you know, home runs. I think there's a few home run shots in there um, with some of the signings, but um, you know, minimal upside for the most part and, and guys that hopefully can contribute in a pinch if, if we suffer a lot of injuries and, and uh, you know, certain draft picks don't pan out, but yeah, I'm super happy with it. We, we, we already addressed the offensive line to a good extent, unlike, last year when we didn't address the offensive line until August, like we said last week. And they um, had those guys, a bunch of retires in, uh, in training camp. They want to run laps. You know, Dave Gettleman is like, he's like, you go to a bachelor party weekend and he's like your friend that goes to the strip club and spends all his money on the first day. And then like, you're there the next day and he's got nothing. So he's got to borrow something for the future. No, no, he just goes back up. to the he just goes back to the strip club and, and thinks the, the the girls will remember him and and and, and yeah, no, no, house. and then he then he falls yeah. full bloom in love with someone named Candy and is and says, oh, she's meeting me at this bar afterwards. She's totally going to be there with me waiting. That's yeah, yeah, he goes Gettleman. to like a that a payday naive, loan huh? place and takes out super high le- super high leverage loan and uh, and says he'll worry about it later after candy yeah takes the credit Mary's card in. advance yeah. at, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. at the atm he goes yeah. gambling yeah and then leaves I it can't... with his family that should be illegal by the way why do they let you do that and it's like only <laughs> at a casino it's, i've never seen an atm other than a casino where you can put your credit card in to get cash out it's amazing yeah uh, i didn't you... even know that that i didn't even know that happened goes to show how much i gamble you don't that's no, how don't. much you gamble. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, guys, a little quick, uh, quick NFL quick hits here. Seems to be the the new trend here. Um, Tyreek Hill trade's a fun one. Uh, so, Dolphins traded for uh, Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill. They get – Chiefs get first, second, and fourth in 2022, fourth and sixth in 2023. I read that it clears up $70 million in cap space for the Chiefs. I don't see how that makes any sense. But I couldn't find any other figure there. But uh, the Dolphins then signed him for four years, $200 million. Highest paid wide receiver in the league. What do you guys think about this? Um, I I think it's I, – I, I don't know. I can't even wrap my head around it. It's kind of insane. I mean, I guess if the Dolphins end up taking off and actually, you know, getting to their potential that they've shown in the last couple of years, they've been putting together some people and some pieces that are – are pretty good. I, I still don't think Tua is the answer there. Maybe he'll figure it out. I don't know. Um, I don't understand. Well, I, I, I actually just have to see what the Chiefs do in this draft because that's going to really define what I think about this situation because they got a ton of stuff. Um, it, was it more in this draft or? Three in it, this draft, two next year. First, okay. second, fourth, 2022. Yeah. Then actually, I mean, I don't know. That... I think the Chiefs are reeling in terms of losing a lot of players. Hopefully that they end up putting these picks into uh, fruition as, of some instant starters. I mean, that's really it. Yeah. I, I think a couple things. I think this is good. I could be viewed as good for both teams in, in certain respects. I think the Dolphins have a ton of draft capital because of all mm. the stuff, all the draft picks they accumulated. And to get rid of, you know, that was a lot to give up, but they sort of had that amount of draft picks to give up. And now they have probably if not the fastest, one of the fastest offensives in the NFL um, gives Tua really any kind of weapon he could want. And they can really, you know, it's not like the best thing to give him a, a situation where he has no excuses, but if he doesn't make it work uh, this year with this talent, then, you know, you got to move on from him. And conversely, I think the chiefs have Patrick Mahomes and know he's going to be the best, if not the best one of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL for the next 10 years, um, 
know that they need to, to change a little bit what they're doing. Maybe they cash out on Tyreek Hill when he's at his absolute pinnacle of value when when those contracts are super high valued. Yeah. Cash out on him uh, and sort of find replacements and tweak. You know, Kelsey's also getting older, so you gotta you gotta you know, pick and choose here. I think if you look at Andy Reid's offensives historically, like you know, he's always had a lot of contributors in the wide wide receiver position. I'm like, for some reason I can't get like Jason Avant out of my head. Hmm. But there's always like like he had Deshaun Jackson forever, but Deshaun Jackson was just a speed demon. Like like I feel like Andy Reid's offense is smart enough and creative enough to to maximize the players that are available. There are a ton of really, you know, maybe not like ace in the whole, like you know, Jamar Chase wide receivers in this draft, but a lot of really good high quality receivers that can do interesting things. And I think in an offense like that could do really well if the, the Chiefs are looking to draft a wide receiver in the first or second rounds or even third rounds. Um, I think, it, I think it makes the offseason way more interesting and it makes the Dolphins going <laughs> to really interesting to watch uh, this year. Cause they're, they're really loaded up. And especially in that, in that Mike McDaniels offense, I think, I don't know if we talked about it, but it's going to be mirroring the 49ers offense and seeing what Tyree Hill can do in space. That offense designed to give wide receivers the ability to run after catch and, Tyreek Hill with the ball in an open field is the coolest thing in the NFL right now. Yeah. Yeah. And the quarterback's just about as good as the 49ers too. So we won't have to change the playbook too much. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like the dolphins gave up too much for this. And like you said, I, I for the opposite reason, there are wide receivers in this draft and the dolphins had, you know, I think they're, they have Devonte Parker. They have Jalen Waddle. They just invested a draft pick in a wide receiver. I don't know. To me, it just seems like a lot. I think you're giving like another pretty much a, a team that's super loaded in the AFC that you're going to have to compete against down the line. You just gave them five draft picks to make their team better. I don't know. It, it, it doesn't seem like a good trade to me, but either way, it'll be fun to watch how it plays out. Um, What else guys? Uh, I saw Detroit. It's going to be, Oh, Dan, go ahead. You got something else. Well, I wanted to talk about the, uh, oh, that, that little bit of Davis web giants. News. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. The giant stuff. Um, Sorry. I jumped <laughs> over that. No, no, no worries. Um, but it came out this week um, that Sean McDermott had offered to Davis Webb before when he was trying to decide whether or not to come to, to New York to be a you know third string backup quarterback, um, the opportunity to become the QB coach this year for the Bills and be the guy that's responsible for coaching Josh Adams. Um, and given his options, Josh, Al- Josh Allen, excuse me. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Josh Allen. Uh and giving those options, he chose to come to the Giants to be a backup quarterback, which I think is really interesting. Like, not only is that interesting to find out about what people think of Davis Webb's character, I think it, it says more about what Davis Webb and the people in the building think about Brian Dable and his system and being around him. That is an indicator that Dable is really the the end all be all of the offense up there. And if you want or are interested in progressing your career. Um, maybe coaching or, or on the sort of the cutting edge of, you know, football concepts, Brian Dable is one of the guys you want to be around. So I thought that was an interesting, uh, you know, topic. I think that's cool that Davis Webb is now a backup quarterback on the giants, but maybe he'll be our future, you know, uh, quarterback coach when Brian Kafka, uh, becomes, uh, you know, the next head coach somewhere. And we, we shift everyone on up the line of the offensive uh, hmm. uh, positions there, but uh, just cool. I just thought it was cool and, and, and interesting what it says about um, our coaching staff. Yeah, you mean I like Kafka's that. Kafka's the the uh, 
The OC. Yeah, well, so he's going to be a good OC, then he's going to become a head coach somewhere, and then they have to yeah, replenish okay. I, yeah, to okay. move everyone up. So yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I, I understand why he didn't take the job because you're only old enough to play in the NFL for a certain amount of time. Yeah. So why would you limit the years you could play if someone's going to offer you a starting job? You because have the rest of your life if, to coach. You have the rest there's of not many to- better. There's not many better quarterback coach situations you could ask for than being Josh Allen's quarterback coach. You know, like sure. That but is, I mean. If you wanted to be an NFL player when you were a kid, I think a lot of people did, and then you finally get to do that, irregardless of the fact that you maybe haven't your career probably didn't end up the way you wanted it to because you're a backup, you're still playing in the NFL. And I think when yeah. I looked at the money, it wasn't much different. But still, if I'm him, I'm going to play until you know I'm not able to, and then I'm going to coach. But either way, it's I love for that sure. some, someone who has a potential quarterback coach in the NFL for Josh Allen right now is in our quarterback room every day. It's yeah. a great, I think it's going to be a great asset. Yeah. And like you said, down the line, maybe he does move up, which would be cool. And kind of probably it, d- it defines the reason why we're going to have three quarterbacks in the first place. Because we, you know, from the, in the past that we've gone with two. Well, maybe he will be sort of like a player coach in this situation. That's what we did with what's his name? Tanny. Or what, what, yeah. That was his name, right? Like he was just, yeah. they're essentially Alex, a, Alex Tanny. Yeah. yeah. They're essentially another coach. So um, just, yeah. Want to bring it, it is up. a really interesting story, honestly. Like, uh, yeah. and, and you know, I, and Davis Webb was drafted by the Giants, so it's interesting to have him back. Yeah, is that <laughs> yeah. A, is that a, is that a Jerry Reese pick? I think yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that was McAdoo. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know why. Like, I know why he left the team because he couldn't look at McAdoo's haircut anymore. Who could? Oh, terrible. Um, let me see here. The only other thing I want to talk about is really the Bills are building a new stadium in Buffalo. Did you ever think that they would build a new stadium in Buffalo? I figured they would be out with those games in Toronto, but I guess the success has changed that or what? Yeah. Ah, those, that fan base is too strong. That's what, yeah. I'm happy for them. Yeah. I mean, I think it's awful. The whole deal is awful. Taxpayers dollars. No. Um, The, I forget the name of the the owners of the, the main owners of the Bills, but they're like the, eighth richest in the league and they're outright not trying to spend any of their own money to do anything. I, I hate that. That's like, I don't know, tacky. It's very I mean, un-American. That's they all do yeah. Well, it, uh, I feel like soccer stadiums get paid um, not as much uh, from taxpayers dollars. Uh, it's like a different wavelength. Um, we're talking like about an American sport. None of that. Well, yeah, sports. but that's right. But yeah, it's just bro. so obvious and so typical. It's like, all right, well, yeah, you knew if you want, I'm going to threaten this city. If you want this team to stay here, you'll pay for it. I, I hate that. I mean, why would they not do that when they know they could get it? Uh, I know they shouldn't be able to get it. You're right. But you know, this is just reality. Also, isn't like a, the soccer teams they build are like half the capacity of it. Well, yes, stadium? but yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm in terms of like internationally. I mean, you you got places oh, okay, in Europe okay. that could be, you know, sixty, seventy thousand that sometimes yeah. aren't paid by public funds. You know, isn't that an interesting uh, thing right there? That in America the public funds get paid, usually get paid, but in Europe they don't, which yeah. is probably the opposite for most things. <laughs> yeah. Europe, the public pays for your health care, but in America they pay for your football <laughs> you stadium. Pay for your football stadium. <laughs> 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 on that note anything else tonight guys um yeah i i i thought this oh, was right. um i Go realized as i was putting on my 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 lounge wear for tonight um that i i'm wearing the full gray man outfit 
that has a very strong connection with Dan and the New York Giants. Explain. Well, this is the, the, the you look like you have a look on your face of uh, of confusion, Dan. How could you? Well, no, I, the, I, I know the story. Have a look at I know the story. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I just I haven't worn the combo of of the gray sweatshirt and the sweatpants for a very long time. And I figured, you know, doldrums of the offseason. Let's talk about some Giants related things. Um, I wore this throughout. I believe both runs to the Super Bowl. And one of which we would continuously um, go to and in between uh, every every season in between the Super Bowls. Yes, yeah, but I mean, but, <laughs> yeah, but I, but it's especially uh, poignant of a memory. Uh, I, I believe it was it was the the 2007 season where we were watching all of the playoff games at uh, at, at the Pages. And, uh, you know, it was, you know, we go outside at halftime and you'd throw the ball at me as hard as you can from 10 feet away while I was wearing this. And I trying to be Eli like, Manning. It was the it was the white wide receiver drill. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like the 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 Wes Welker tough Stokely, guy drill. Brandon Stokely drill. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So I feel like there, there's a lot of luck in this outfit and I'm getting ahead of it in the off season. Now I'm starting to get the, the, the good juju out there. And hopefully that this will bring some magic back. Colin's saying he's, he's getting emotionally vulnerable at, in, in March. So we're, we're in for one this season. Oh man. I can't wait until you like love the giants again and then get me too dev- devastated. No, 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 no. But the difference between the me of the past and now is I'm allowing myself to do, put in the work now to ensure that it's possible to have hope again, but I will not lie to myself and think there's false hope until I, I know there's legitimate foundation. I need foundational hope. The softness yeah, of the gray man's sweatshirt is emblematic of the softening of your hardened exterior, Colin. Uh, Joe Shane and, you, and, you don't and Brian know. Dable are, are nestling inside your your heart so, and soul right now. If 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 for some reason Dable comes out and his like go to game day outfit is just gray top, gray bottom, you know yeah. that this is the work that I'm putting in now. That's right. That's right. It's important. Oh, we should stop. We gotta stop calling him Dayball. By the way, we gotta call him Dabes. Dabes. I'm not calling him Dabes. Why okay, not? you guys can call him Dabes. But that's what he wants. You know I'm, a professional, what he wants? I'm a professional guy. I'm a professional. Coach Dayball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even want everyone to call Mr. Him Coach. <laughs> Mr. Coach. That's yeah. what we're going to Coach Esquire. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening tonight, guys. Don't forget to follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us directly at BBU Pod Boys with a Z on Twitter. Don't forget to download that DraftKings app. Use promo code TPPN. Check out BioSteel.com. If you like to work out, it's good for hydrating and for other stuff, too. Thank you for listening, guys. Have a good night. Bye, sweat. See ya. Bye, sweat.